sometimes I recognize something like a pot of gold or a, a, a nucleus of something that seems to be uh, like a petal. It's like a flower. Sometimes the flower is a bud and somewhere I just feel it slowly opening and I want to give this opening space to breathe. It's like um, the marvelous line of Sappho when she says, I heard the footfall of the flower spring. And this is a marvellous line because this is the spirit. This is the whole idea of a forest of white flowers rising up before you. And you get all these young people, desperate sometimes, looking for, for ways out, looking for ways to express themselves. I like them to just feel that they can, in a, a certain space, uh, express themselves as they want to, not being force but being encouraged the word is encouragement the world is giving some sort of a the word is some sort of a, a feeling of knowing that I can pass this greater spirit on why I don't know I just I'm just born like that I, I just feel ever since the very 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 young age I had this feeling of being in contact Many people have come to me. One young boy, David, he came, telephoned one day, and he said, I want to see you, I want to read your poem. I said, well, come along, David. And he came into the garden, and he told me a tragic story. He said, I've ruined my whole family, my whole village, to do with the death of a person. When he was leaving, he said, well, I've just got nothing else to live for, and I just felt... I said, well, come back here now. What is all this about? So then I told him, look, I said, this great error that you've committed, this thing that you feel has ruined your life, you can take that. Okay, you can go out today and you can commit suicide. That's what I thought he had in his mind. Or I said, you can take that mistake and make it more spiritual. You can. That can be a message, even a, even a message that seems to be bad turns out to be good if you can show to others what not to do and uh, he still writes to me he's forming his own band and he's happy married with children and uh, writing beautiful songs so uh, this is the kind of thing I, I want to uh, want to create if you like or, or or that I'm sensitive to you know immediately when somebody when the or I know immediately when somebody really needs help and the only thing I can say is that the greater spirit is always there to help me help. How does how, do, how would you say art acts as a way of, of the circuit breaker and, and changing lives in that sense? Because it's changed your life, hasn't it? Art changed my life? Hmm, interesting. I'm not sure about that. I think I was just born. I, I, I mean, you're born an artist or a poet, and you just develop it. Uh, I'm not sure what changed my life. It's, it's um, when did the greater spirit enter? The feeling of the greater spirit actually entered, sitting in a chapel in Wales, and the sun was shining, big, strong sunbeams coming down into the chapel, and the preacher was preaching. I sort of had a feeling of, uh, of knowing and the, the, this spirit said, I'm not here in this place, I'm outside, I'm in the mountains, I'm in the trees, I'm, I'm in the freedom, I'm in the cosmos. I'm... So that was the first 
a kind of, um, I will use the word esoteric feeling of something else. I knew that there was a, a, it seemed like a message. It was a, I always get the feeling that it's like a magnet pulling me uh, outside. And I think from then on I began to notice more and more this inside feeling of being asked by something else to, to, to do a mission, to, give, to have a mission in life. I was sitting up on a hill in Wales and I'm writing, I'm always writing, and suddenly I saw before me the sea with a, a shimmering, shimmering silver light. It was just so incredible. It was just, just incredible. It was more than a shimmering light. And I, I thought sort of the sea and then a kind of a mist and then huge. And, it, and then I felt that I saw hands coming out of and drawing me over... Uh, magnet drawing me towards somewhere else. Maybe it was me crossing the seas from Wales into America. Who knows? But all, always these visions, uh, visions have a, um, uh, an inside voice. There is an inside voice, it's true. How can you, how can you hear that? Uh, if you're not religious, can you find that in a painting or a poem? Oh yes, I do. I put it in all my paintings and poems. Not everything is published. As a matter of fact, a lot of things, a lot of these experiences are done, written for posterity. And somebody else that might say, well, I've never had something extraordinary like that happen, but I can feel a presence. Can they go to art to transcend themselves? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I don't think that there's... Uh, I mean, that's my particular expression, but I don't think you need to have uh, or to feel that you've had a kind of an inspiration, uh, visually of inspiration. I think you're born artists and that you're there to, to give expression to what uh, what you're given. You're born with this talent or whatever, and you express it in such a way that you reach the people just by the messages just just come out of the paintings or the poetry or the writing. Was there all the time that greater spirit? Yeah, yeah. It's, you're right, because the greater spirit didn't... It was always with me, I think, because when I was running in the fields with the wind, I loved the wind, and I, I, I thought the wind was talking to me, speaking to me. My mother was really annoyed at that. I remember seven and eight, I was... Oh, today the wind... The wind was singing a song today. It was the most marvellous song. We didn't have any music. We didn't have anything. No, no radio. We found a radio once and somebody put it together. My sister and I used to listen to this, but we had nothing at home. Nothing. No clock. I couldn't tell the time since I was, until I was 11. And when I went to this, the first school, the teacher said, oh, Pamela, would you go and see what time it is by the clock in, outside in the corridor? The big clock like this. And it was with all those horrible... It wasn't one, two, three, it was all these Latin... Oh, I couldn't see, I couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell the time. So somebody passed. <laughs> I said, could you tell me the time now? I've got something in my eye. He told me it's five to four. I go in, it's five to four.
five minutes to four. Oh, sorry, it's time to leave. Five minutes to four. Could you uh, watch it stop? So there's a. It's all true. So I quickly learned the time from then on. I, I said, you know, we've got to understand the time. We just told that we knew the time. And it sounds ridiculous, but we only knew the time. It wasn't. We didn't need the clock. We told the time by the trains. The trains went, and they said, oh, that's six o'clock train, so it's 12. All the trains that came along, that was our time signal. So we knew. We got up because it was just automatic. We saw, well, it's time to get up because the children are all going to school. I mean, you just follow the crowd. You don't really need the clock. So my mother never thought to teach us the time. <laughs>